Welcome to the Maryland Baseball Network Podcast. Here's your host, Aaron Arnstein. Welcome to episode 86 of the Maryland Baseball Network Podcast. I'm joined with Iowa radio broadcaster John Leo to talk about the upcoming weekend series between the Terps and Iowa out in Iowa City. How are we doing this afternoon, John? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yes, thank you. Thanks for hopping on with me. So this weekend obviously kicks off the Big Ten slate for both teams. Uh, the preseason favorite, Maryland, though, going to be the underdogs this weekend. Iowa, off to their best start in program history, 19-4, and four, just had the nine-game win streak snap yesterday. Uh, believe this is the first time in uh, eight years that they're ranked in top 25 or, or in top 25 in five different polls. So uh, otherwise, you know, it's, just, it's, it's been a great season for Iowa so far. So let's let's rewind and go back to late February when you guys took down number one LSU uh, for what is believed to be the team's first number one win uh, in program history. Uh, prior to that game, was there a sense that that this team was capable of doing what they've done this season? Or was that really when you got the sense that this team could have a special season? I think, obviously, early in the season, when you when you take down the number one team like that um, in, in you know, to be honest, r- dominant fashion, um, it, you're, you're kind of fresh on the scene. Like, all right, this team, this team's got it. If they can do that to the number one team, they can, they can do some really good things this year. Uh, it, it was kind of interesting because the night before uh, we lost to Sam Houston and got shut out by them six, nothing. And then you're thinking, Oh shoot, we got to turn around tomorrow morning and play LSU number one in the country. But it, it's kind of like the it's kind of the Hawkeye mantra in a lot of different sports. They don't just don't stay down long. Uh, you rebound, you move on, next pitch. And, and I think that mentality is really with the the baseball team to this point to, to be able to bounce back. And, and so coming into the season, yeah, you started in Florida with a, with a series or with a tournament, I guess, uh, against Indiana State and Quinnipiac. And then all the focus was really on, okay, how are we going to stack up against LSU? And I think there is – there was – 100% belief that this team uh, really has had the pieces to to do some damage in that tournament in Texas to take down uh, LSU. So I, I was not surprised that the Hawkeyes won that game. I don't think uh, many people were outside of outside of I, uh, uh, Iowa City. And we're going to get to the hitting. That's been a big part of this team's success. And I think we can expect a lot of offense this weekend between uh, the top two teams in the conference and runs scored. And we'll get to that. But one thing that has stood out to me is, is how well the pitching has been, uh, something that Maryland has struggled with, especially uh, on the relieving side of things. And you guys lead the Big Ten in ERA by almost an entire run, lead the conference in strikeouts as well. And with the loss of you know, the Friday night guy, Adam Mazur, who was drafted by the Padres in the second round last year, and all Big Ten reliever Ben Butel, was this the type of success that was expected from this pitching staff? I think that was probably the the question mark coming into the season, not not based on the talent aspect of things, but how the pieces were going to fit. And and I was somewhat unique in their in their rotation, where uh, we're actually still trying to figure out our our starting rotation. I, I think we're pretty set on Brody Brecht being our Friday night guy. Uh, he throws a fastball in the hundreds and then throws a you know ninety two mile an hour slider. That's pretty good. Uh, so he's pretty set locked in in the Friday night role, but. Saturday and Sunday are actually a toss-up right now, trying to figure out who to start with. But I was in a unique situation where they've got about six guys that they can really go to. Uh, and there's not really a, a thought that, hey, we need a Saturday starter to go seven, and then we go to our setup guy in the eighth, and then closer in the ninth. It's more actually of, hey, 
If our Saturday and Sunday guy can get us four, then we can turn it to the bullpen where we've got another starter type pitcher that can come in and give us three more. And then all of a sudden we're in the seventh and then we can go set up and closer. Right. So it, it's not your traditional uh, pitching staff that, that people are accustomed to seeing where, where it's the starters got to get six or seven. And then you go to the short relief guy. Uh, we have probably five quote unquote starters that can uh, come in and, and, and fit into that starting rotation, but uh, still trying to figure out Saturday or Sunday and, and who Iowa will will start with. But the talent is there. The numbers are pretty good. Uh, just a little bit rocky the past couple of weeks, though, trying to figure that out. And who would you say are some of the other pitchers to watch out for for this weekend? Well, for for starters, at the beginning of the year, Ty Langenberg was our Friday night guy, and then Brody was on Saturday, and Marcus Morgan was our starter on Sunday. And we went with that for a couple of weeks. Uh, Ty got hit around a little bit on Friday. He was, you know, preseason all conference and, and spent a lot of time in the in the Cape. Uh, this is his draft year, and so a lot of pressure on Ty. And teams hit him a little bit, so moved him to the bullpen for just a brief moment. I think he'll probably be our Sunday guy this weekend. So we'll go with Brody on Friday, I, I would guess. Uh, Ty probably on Sunday, and then Saturday uh, could be Marcus Morgan, could be Jared Simpson. He's a name to watch, a left-handed pitcher. Zach Volker, he's a right-hander, uh, transfer in from Long Beach State, uh, does a nice job. Uh, a couple of guys like that could uh, could be our starter on Saturday. I'm just not sure who the Hawkeyes are, are set with. But those are guys that can go three to four innings. We're not asking them to get six. You know, three or four, and then you back it up with one of the other guys that I mentioned to, to come in. And on the hitting side, what has impressed you about this team at the plate so far this season? Well, it's sort of like a contagious thing. You know, you, you say it in, you say it in basketball when the three-point shots are going in, it kind of becomes contagious. Everybody's hitting them, right? Uh, the same thing to be said with baseball. That that could be hot or cold with this, with this Iowa team. Just had a few hits uh, on Tuesday at Illinois State, which was a bit surprising. But uh, I think one through nine, the Hawkeyes are really strong. The nine-hitter can do just as much damage as the – the guy in the three spot, uh, there's power, five, six, seven, uh, eight's a great table setter. Uh, we're pretty set on our on our batting order to this point. Uh, it seems like uh, Michael Seeger is our, our leadoff guy, shortstop, just a quick get-on-base type of guy. Uh, Kyle Huxdorf, a lot of power. Short in stature you know, would surprise you with the power that he's got, but probably our best hitter right now in the two spot. And then uh, just a good three, four, five for us. I, I would say that offensively, I'm not too surprised by much because this was kind of expected for the Hawkeyes this year to score a lot of runs. I will say Iowa stealing a lot of bases. Uh, we've got more stolen bases to this point this year than we had all of last year. Uh, and, and so when Iowa gets on, we've done a good job at, at advancing and, and putting pressure on opponents pitching and defense. And that's something that the Terps have really put an emphasis on the last few years in stealing bases. This year, they're rounding out about the top 10 in stolen bases. So the speed hasn't been as much of uh, as an effective thing. And, and Coach Bonds talked about that when they've been playing from behind a lot of this year. And it's hard to take those type of risks when you're playing from behind. But, you know, just like you mentioned, I, I think there's a big similarity between the Terps really not having any holes in that one through nine uh, spots in the lineup. I mean, every guy is, is capable of hitting around 300. A lot of those guys right. are hitting above 300. Uh, and you mentioned you touched on some of the guys to watch for uh, for Iowa. If you had to pick two or three hitters, uh, who, who would you say Terps fans should watch out for this weekend? I think Keaton Anthony is probably the the number one guy to watch just because 
you know, he's batting in the three hundreds and, and there's this kind of thinking that he's not having that great of a season yet. <laughs> and I, I find that a, a comical uh, topic and, and point of discussion because Keaton is, is a, is a power hitter, a, a doubles hitter, home run hitter. Uh, our, our ballpark is somewhat hitter friendly. Uh, and so kind of like you had, had mentioned, uh, really expect to see probably some offensive games, uh, maybe not so much on Friday, and the weather's a little bit dicey on Friday, but Saturday, Sunday, I would expect some runs to be scored. But I would say Keaton Anthony, he's our designated hitter. He's a two-way player. He'll do some pitching too. But uh, just at a moment's notice can can really hit it. And uh, there's this thinking that he's yet to come on this year, which is surprising. And and if that's the case, then, wow, look out, because he's going to be even better than what he is right now. Kyle Huxdorf's our two-hitter. Uh, he's really good. He got a lot of pop in the bat, goes opposite field, can take it can take it anywhere. Really aggressive base runner uh, as well. Then towards the bottom of the uh, order, uh, we got Sam Honar, who's really come on. He's really hitting in our seven spot. Left-handed hitter. He's our starting second baseman. Uh, had a home run on Tuesday at Illinois State that he took opposite field, just crushed it. Uh, huge uh, pop off the bat. So I would say I would say Anthony Huxdorf and Honar are probably the best hitters for Iowa uh, right now. And then collectively, what's been the big key to success at the plate and on the mound this season for the Hawkeyes? Well, I think making adjustments has been has been a key factor for the Hawks, especially in the hitting department. Early on, um, the plate discipline wasn't necessarily there as, as much as the coaches liked, uh, but but really coming together now. And I've been impressed with Iowa, the plate discipline and and, and taking advantage of uh, of teams that that give us free bases, whether it's a walk or a, or a hit batter, uh, the the thing that <clears throat> has really been strong for Iowa is the two strike two out hitting. Just been incredible uh, for the Hawks this year. I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but uh, it just seems that um, the hitters they're getting their money's worth. You know, when they get down two strikes, that at bat is not over. And, and Iowa seems to have had a lot of success with two strikes. And then two outs at Illinois State on Tuesday, our rallies all kind of happened with two outs. We got the first two guys out in the inning right away, and you think, well, the inning's kind of dead. Well, no. Then we go double and then single, and we scored a run just like that. Uh, that has been the theme offensively is two outs, two strikes. Iowa's been really good. Uh, on the pitching side of things, we're still trying to work some things out. Giving up too many free bases, I think, would be the message from the coaching staff. Too many walks, too many hit batters, and to be honest, We've gotten away with it so far to this to this point, and and I believe that uh, we're not going to be able to get away with it much longer. And and it starts right away with with Maryland coming to town on on Friday. Got to clean it up. It's been the message to clean it up the past couple of weeks. Haven't necessarily done that as much as as the coaching staff would like. And so um, basically, getting out of jams has been the key uh, for the pitchers so far. But as you know. Uh, that that can only go so far, and I think it hurt us a little bit on Tuesday at Illinois State. We couldn't get out of the jam, and it ended up losing the game. Uh, and so maybe that message will start to sink home, get home a little bit uh, with the guys. We can't keep giving stuff to teams uh, that that can give them life. And Ma Maryland, they don't need any help, right? They're they're good enough as it is. They don't need the free bases. And so uh, hopefully Iowa can clean that up. Uh, Maryland leads the conference and walks by a sizable margin. You know, plate discipline is such a big thing that hitting coach Matt Swope stresses, you know, making sure that you're not swinging at balls off the plate and you know, you're swinging at strikes. It's something they put a huge emphasis on. But it's funny you mentioned that the two outs uh, in the two out hitting two outs runners in scoring position. Hitting has been a big problem for the Terps this season, something that they've started to improve upon the past few weeks. But that's something that they're they're looking to improve upon. 
so I mentioned one of the turf's weaknesses. I know there's probably not many, but what are some of Iowa's weaknesses that you've seen so far this season? Well, I, I think fielding wise, defensively, um, was supposed to be a, a major strength. And, and I think it still is. So it's, it's kind of funny how I'm walking it back to your question, but there have been a couple times this year and it happened to us on Tuesday, just some strange mental errors uh, in the field defensively. We, we really blew a, a bunt coverage late on Tuesday night and that really came back to bite us. Uh, so there've been a couple of defensive things, missing cuts uh, and, and some coverages that have just been head scratchers because it, defensively, Iowa, their outfield, super strong. I mean, these are guys that are, you know, sports center top 10 type of caliber plays uh, regularly. Uh, the middle infield's really strong. It's just these snaps of of just head scratchers that had been interesting. So uh, I wouldn't say that it's a weakness, but it, it's a little bit of a surprise, I would say. Uh, the, the weakness, I think, would be on the pitching side of things, the walks and, and the and the free bases, the hit batters that, that were kind of given some teams. Because offensively, Hawks are strong. Uh, stealing bases, Iowa's done a good job. Uh, so offense, really not a not a concern. Fielding is a little bit of a surprise. It's not as strong as we thought, but it, it's mainly been the pitching. The numbers look great, um, but I think we've gotten away with a little bit uh, recently. So if we can trim down those walks, I think then we're a really well-rounded team. And knowing what you've seen from Iowa this season, what would you say is this team's ceiling? Yeah, you know, it, 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 we're coming on the heels of a, of a midweek loss to, to Illinois State <laughs> that we really let one slip away. So kind of all over the place. I, I would say that uh, this is an NCAA tournament team. I, I'd be really surprised if the Hawks don't make it in. Uh, I think we're going to be right up there with, with Maryland uh, for the conference title. This series is obviously big time right away uh, for both teams. Because uh, to be fright, to be quite frank, uh, the conference schedule for Iowa isn't the strongest as we get down the stretch. You know, we get Northwestern and Minnesota, so you have to win those games, otherwise it really hurts you. Uh, but we get Maryland and Indiana right off the right off the rip, two really strong programs. Miss Rutgers, Miss Michigan, Miss Illinois, uh, and so to, the the thinking is that this team should really compete for the for the conference title. I, I think there's some some idea that, Hey, hosting a regional doesn't sound too bad either. Right. Uh, but, but as you know, that's really tough to do coming from the big 10. And, and so it's going to take a really special season to, to do that. But I think this is an NCAA tournament team uh, and, and hopefully at large uh, and, and we don't have to worry about winning the conference title uh, the tournament to get in. Uh, but we're going to be right up there with, with Maryland, I think in, in, in uh, competing for the big 10. Yeah, definitely. There's a sense around the program and around the fan base that this is a really big series. You know, yeah. Iowa has, I think, outperformed expectations so far where Maryland has underperformed looking at where they're at. Uh, you know, a few a few tough losses here and there and playing tough teams. Um, so let's end on this. Anything uh, anything else that you'd like to tell Maryland fans about this Hawkeyes club ahead of this weekend? You know, anything that we should expect? Well, I think I think it's going to be a really exciting uh, series. And um Maryland coming to town. We're going to have a nice, uh, nice weekend. I think Friday is pretty dicey with the weather. We'll have to see. You're supposed to have some severe weather on Friday, but you're going to see a little bit of everything in this in this series. And we're really excited to to host Maryland. I can I can tell you that. Uh, I would I would expect a, an inspired performance by the Hawkeyes in that first game, whenever it might be scheduled for Friday. Uh, just with that kind of bad taste in your mouth, losing to Illinois State, but. 
Uh, I expect this to be an explosive series. We're going to see a little bit of everything, really good pitching one night, uh, probably a lot of offense the other nights. Uh, really excited to, to host Maryland. And, and and it's kind of a measuring stick for, I think, both teams. Because, okay, you know, you've kind of talked about Maryland maybe not hitting their stride yet, but we all know the talent that Maryland has. We know that the Terps record probably isn't an indication of how good they really are to this point. And so uh, I think both teams are on a, a collision course to to meet in the middle somewhere. Mm-hmm. And where can fans find you if they want to learn more about uh, Hawkeye baseball coverage? What's your social media handles? My social media handle on Twitter would be at John Leo 38. Uh, I'll post links and, and whatnot uh, ahead of our broadcasts. If, if that helps to have your folks tune in, listen to that. Uh, and then anything on HawkeyeSports.com, uh, the baseball tab, schedule links, things like that. That's how uh, you could follow along to Iowa baseball. After the season's over, I always like to say, or after the series is over, rather, I always like to say, you know, we'll be we'll be paying close attention to how you guys do uh, the rest of the way. because uh, Your success is just as important as, as ours is, I think. So mm-hmm. um, anywhere on HawkeyeSports.com, my Twitter handle's at JohnLeo38. Awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for coming on. And it should be a fun weekend between the Terps and Iowa down in Iowa City. Yeah, looking forward to it. Keep in touch. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Thank you.